Hello, and welcome to episode number seven of Nurses Living the Good Life. My name is Ann Conkley, and I'm a certified life coach and a certified nurse midwife. And I'm here today with Jessica Zwick, another fellow nurse who is living her version of the good life. And we're going to talk a little bit about what that means to her, um, what she's doing, the iterations in her career that she's had, and um, we're going to dive right in. So Jessica, introduce yourself if you would, tell people a little bit about you so that we can start. Absolutely. So my name is Jessica Zwick. I am a certified pediatric nurse and an energy healer. I'm a Reiki master as well. Um, I started off my career as a bedside nurse in pediatrics. That's where I knew I was going to go. I never, from day one of nursing school, never wanted to do anything else other than take care of kids. Um, And I spent 14 years at the bedside and then shifted to more of an education role along the way. I've done a ton to like evolve myself as a nurse. And today what that looks like is that I support a farm, the, the pharmacy for the hospital that I work with in educating providers about their services. And at the same time, I have my business, which feeds my soul. And my business is that I help women um, remove the stress that's there energetically in their bodies, that's impacting their health, that's impacting how they feel in their physical body, that's impacting how they sleep and how they show up for the people in their world. I help them move that, as simple as that. I help them move that stress out of their body so that they can feel fabulous and really love the life that they've built for themselves. Because I can't think of anything more that I want to do on a daily basis, except love my life and the people that are in it and feel freaking fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of me in a nutshell. <laughs> How did you find Reiki and what's the connection for you in terms of um, like that, that felt like it was a good vehicle to promote healing and um, to help women have these kinds of transformations? Yeah. So I found Reiki because I myself needed healing. Uh, after I had my youngest, who is now 11, I had some pretty rotten postpartum depression and wanted to do my best to find ways that augmented or supplemented the traditional medical approaches I was taking to support my body with like medication and therapy. So I found an energy healer whom I loved and I had sometimes every other week, sometimes every three weeks, sometimes every month appointments with her where when I walked out of there, oh my gosh, I felt like a weight was lifted from my body. Like I could actually feel the joy rather than like reaching for the joy that was in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I found Reiki because I needed it myself. And over the course of many years, continued to um, have regular appointments with this, this healer whom I love and found that it was hugely responsible for me being able to see my genius in the world. Um, It helped me to calm the crazy talk that happens in my mind, you know, that critical self. Mm -hmm. Um, It helped me to get a lot more clarity around what it is that I want. And it also helped me to understand that it's important that I listen to what I want and put myself first. Um, So I found Reiki because I needed it. And then I knew in the back of my mind that I would at some point 
become a, a, a Reiki master myself. <clears throat> I didn't know what that would look like. And it never felt right. Um, never for like the, you know, I don't know, nine years that I was being, receiving the Reiki energy through a healer. It just, I kept wanting to take the step and like something would always get in the way. And um, I realized it was because it wasn't, I wasn't at the right place to be able to understand the impact that I could have with the Reiki on the people in my life and on the, the women that I work with. So um, it took me a little while to, to become a Reiki healer. And when I did, it blew open my business. It helped. I completely shifted gears with what I was doing um, within my business. And now it's become um, something that will ultimately be sustainable for me in the future. Um, something that I'm growing. And at the moment, I'm just loving the impact that I'm having on the people's lives that I work with. When you um, see a client for a session, do you, um, like they come into a place where you are essentially subletting a room, correct? Yep. Yep. I have a treatment space. It's really beautiful. You have a beautiful treatment space. I can speak and attest to this beautiful treatment space. It's gorgeous. And I, I have to admit, I, um, as a side note, I didn't understand kind of Reiki and didn't, uh, understand what a powerful vehicle can be really until I did a session with you. And I thought it was really, um, really lovely. I guess that's the word. I don't, um, it was just, it was a wonderful, you know, my mom and I came and, um, and I'll never forget, I'll never forget this moment when you put your hand on the top of my shoulder and I just like the tears just streamed right down my eyes. And I thought, Hmm, that's interesting. (laughs) what's something's there, you know? And, um, and I, it was really a wonderful moment. It was really nice to just be supported in a lovely space and to have, um, I think a moment like that, right. Especially I think coming out of the pandemic where many of us have not had that physical touch and we haven't had, you know, close relationships and been around people in that fashion who can support us. And, um, so I thought it was lovely. Um, okay. What, how, So, you know, we talk about living the good life, which I think is for me, something I thought was very far away from, you know, what I was doing back when I was in clinical practice. And I wonder for you, what is your version of living the good life? Is it what you have right now? Is it kind of an an evolution? How long did it take you to get here? Um, I'm curious. So I feel like to me, living the good life is giving myself permission to evolve and to advance my own genius. Um, And nursing did that for a really long time. I learned a ton about the human body. I learned all about how to support a family because I was in pediatrics. So it's interesting in pediatrics, um, you know, kids, they don't have all the mind drama that we all have, right? So like, yeah, they're sick, but they don't know they're sick. They don't care that they're sick. Like they're still a kid. They want to have fun. And the moment their physical body feels better, they can get back to having fun. And I would see this day in, day out, patient after patient after patient. It was amazing. And then I was like, at the same time, feeling in my own body, feeling tired and you know, talking to all my nurse friends who had adult patients and they were just complaining all the time. They were really upset. I was like, okay, there's gotta be, there's gotta be something more here. Um, and at the same time, I was trying to 
forge a path for myself in a direction that I know I'm not meant to go, but I felt like I needed to go, you know, with like the, the hierarchy within a hospital system. I tried to forge a path for myself through there and I was really good at it. I mean, I could bust through any brick wall you could ever imagine. I've got tenacity, I've got determination and I've got the smarts to stand behind it. Um, but I just kept coming home from work feeling defeated from that part of my life, trying to advance myself. And at the same time, like loving, helping these kids physically feel better in their bodies and then supporting their families along the way. Cause I was doing a ton of education with families at that time as well. Um, like discharge education and just watching them like relax, like, oh, okay, I can do this. I got this. And like watching that flip happen in a patient or in, in a patient's caregiver to me was a huge milestone that led me to, to further explore what else I could do. But I remember coming home at one point, it was, it was in like 2000, the beginning of 2017. And it happened to be a fairly warm, you know, like February afternoon, my husband and I were sitting on the front porch covered in blankets, probably drinking martinis, um, probably have had, had had too many at that point. But I remember turning to him and saying like, this is it, I'm done. I'm done trying to force myself down this path. I'm going to start my own business. The brilliance that is in my brain, the things that I'm capable of doing, my ability to connect with people, this tenacity, this creativity that I have, there's a higher purpose for it. It's not meant to just try to forge its way through red tape in a hierarchy of a healthcare system. Mm -hmm. So mind you, I'm still working for that healthcare system still to this day because I believe in what I'm doing. And I don't feel like it has to be an all or nothing choice. Um, but at that day, I decided, all right, I'm going to start a business. And I need something because I need something to pour my creativity into. Because when I was being creative and like coming up with these amazing presentations and like making connections with within that hierarchy, within that track that I didn't really belong on, I felt a spark within me. I felt something that kept drawing me to use those skills. It's just that the application was wrong. Like the, the audience was wrong. Mm -hmm. And so I started a business. Um, and at that point, you know, I was a pediatric nurse. I was also doing childbirth education for our women's health center. Um, I was doing prenatal CPR. I was doing, um, I'd become a lactation counselor. I had all of these, you know, like we do in healthcare. Like I had, you know, 16 letters after my name from the multiple certifications that I had and ways that I tried to advance myself. And so I started a business where I would provide private prenatal education for parents. So I would do like one-on-one -on -one, um, childbirth education, one-on-one -on -one breastfeeding education. And it was great. And it was awesome. And I sold like four clients, like to four clients, you know, but it's all, that didn't matter to me. What was most fulfilling was the actual act of creating something from my brain. And the realization that my knowledge is mine, doesn't belong to the health system, doesn't belong to my boss. It belongs to me and I can use it and I can help people outside of the system that let's face it is fairly broken at the moment. Um, so 
over the course of that was 2017, my business has had multiple different forms <laughs> in the process. You know, I, I have written um, a private babysitting course. I wrote a book um, for called The Business of Babysitting and a whole program that comes with it that I sell to uh, local schools and I offer as an after-school program. I sell it to local um, rec centers and fill those classes. I do a lot of them privately too. So um, uh, little groups of friends or like volleyball teams, whatever, I'll come in and I'll do this class. So that was one, one iteration of it. And then, then I was doing mommy coaching and I was the connected mother coach and I would support moms through what it's like to put yourself first and how that's not being selfish. And by putting yourself first, you actually find that you have more capacity to support your family and more energy and more ability to receive and allow the joy that is within that family unit that you've built as a mother when you do recognize yourself and care for yourself. And so that was one, another iteration. And then I finally found my way back to Reiki and I became a Reiki healer. And I started off with the first two levels. And the moment I took that class, it's again, a spark, a spark that just this fire erupted within me. And I realized that this was my opportunity because all along the way in my business, I was afraid to say that I was a nurse. I never told anybody. Mm. It was never on my website. Like it was only on my website as like, you know, just the title and that's mm -hmm. it. I never talked about being a nurse because I was afraid to, I was afraid to, to really put myself out there. I was. Um, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, when I did my Reiki, my Reiki um, attunements, I realized that these are just layers mm -hmm. and that it's all healing. And I started to see all of the knowledge that I have in my brain of the human body and healing and, you know, the chemical reactions that take place, the hormonal cascades, all of that. I started to see it from an energetic perspective. And started to understand that there are always forces at work in your body that can't be measured. You know, like for instance, and you can appreciate this, you know, as a midwife, when we talk about a woman who's breastfeeding her baby, right? For that first little while, that woman needs the baby and the baby's touch, skin to skin, to trigger the hormonal cascade that creates milk, that releases milk. All of that, they need that physical touch. Literally, we have to have it. Mm -hmm. But at some point, we don't need it. Something clicks. And I don't need a tangible catalyst to trigger a hormonal response in my body. It happens energetically mm -hmm. just by the thought of thinking of my baby. Mm -hmm. So all of this started to make sense. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God, why aren't we talking about this? Why aren't we talking about this? And so then I was like, screw it. Okay, I'm a nurse, I'm an energy healer and we are going to move the stress in your body that impacts how your physical body feels. That pain in your hips, what is that saying about how you feel safe in your life? What is it saying with how you relate to people intimately in your life? You know, that gastro reflex that you're having, what does that have to say about your self-confidence? or the compassion with which you speak to yourself. Mm -hmm. 
you know, you're the constant frog in your throat. What does that have to say about you and how can we heal what it is that's keeping you from speaking your truth? There's an energetic component to all of it. And all of this started to make sense. And that's where I am today, where I have built this good life. And it's because I understand that I impact my own physical body, energetically, emotionally, physically. I can heal it on all three of those levels as well. I have the tools to do it. And those tools allow me to support other people in doing the same. And by seeing the evidence of the value that I create in this world and choosing to see the evidence of the value I create in this world, it helps me to really feel, feel into the joy that I can, one, create, and two, experience. Mm. All right. that's, that's a good life. No, that's great. That's great. I think that's helpful. I know someone out there is trying to put the dots together, Mm -hmm. right? Like it took you some time. It took me some time. I think that's the evolution becoming a new version of yourself, which is like, what do I want to keep? What's useful? What's not, you know, where are the things that, you know, I feel like I'm in flow. Where's the, you know, where's the work where it feels joyful and it feels easy and it feels exciting. And, you know, um, and so I, I know that that sharing that experience will be supportive to someone else. So thank you. I wonder too, on a more tangible level, what does it mean kind of for you in terms of your life and your family to be a person who, you know, works for an institution and you run a business and like, you know, so often I hear a lot of clients and I have a lot of conversations with other nurses about the realities around working for a hospital system and being, um, being subject to their system and their time frames, right? Like mm-hmm. having to be somebody who goes into clinic from 8.30 to 4.30 every day, which ends up turning into eight to six. And then you have stuff to do on the weekends and at home at, at night. And so I wonder on a more, um, maybe it's on like a scheduling level, like what does it mean to have kind of the good life for you in terms of the, the mm-hmm. hours that you keep, the amount of time you put into your business, the people that you are around, the time you invest in your family, the ability to have some flexibility, like do those things matter to you? Oh, they matter 150%. Um, and I work just for clarification, like I work full-time. I have a full-time position with the health system. I do a pharmacy outreach for our pharmacy system, our pharmacy department. It's a different leg of the hospital. It's not necessarily part of the standard hospital trajectory. It's kind of just a little outshoot. Um, And I do education for them. And so I create, I have created an opportunity within that role um, to make my own schedule and schedule in the things that are very important to me, like taking my children to school and picking them up every single day, like being at every single opportunity, every single hockey tournament and being able to take them to practice, being able to be present for family dinners. Those are all extremely important things to me. I want to be able to make dinner every night for my family and sit with them when we're all home and we don't have other commitments, you know, namely hockey. (laughs) So, you know, we've all, we've all got our thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Ours is hockey. And so the thing, what has allowed me to be able to live that life where I can create the balance and balance, I think is a misnomer. It doesn't mean that it's equal. Mm -hmm. It means that 
it is at an, at a level where I'm satisfied and I get to feel the joy in my life. And when I stop feeling joy, my balance is off. Um, and so the tools that I've used to do that one is absolute honesty. And so I go into a job interview and have gone into the past two job interviews saying, I need to be able to take my children to school. I need to be able to pick them up. I need to be able to be home with them when they're sick. I need to be able to travel with them when we're out of town two Fridays a month. This is, I mean, I would happily work for you. And at the same time, this is my requirement. Like I have to do this. Um, And just trusting and just putting it out there and being like, you can say whatever you want. I'm not in control of how you respond to me. However, I want to be a part of your team and I'd be a very valuable member of your team. And these are my, these are my requirements. Yeah. These are my requirements. Yeah. 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 So I've been able to do that. I've been very lucky in doing that. And then. Wait a minute. I don't know if there's much about luck here, except for the fact that you've created the results that you see today, which are that you had a conversation and we're very clear about the terms of engagement. If you want to engage with Jessica Zwick, then this is what's going to happen. This is how it's going to go. You choose opt in or opt out, right? Like you created this scenario for yourself. So I mean, thank you. Thank you for helping me take the credit for it. (laughs) Yes. Um, So yeah, so I've, I've created that opportunity for myself and it, I mean, don't get me wrong. Every time I had one of those, one of those conversations, I was terrified inside and, you know, like had a rumbly stomach as soon as I walked in, but I took a big deep breath in and I exhaled all of that doubt. And I walked in the door and I stood in my, in my shoes, nice and tall. Anybody who knows me knows I always say, relax your glutes, stop clenching your butt cheeks. I unclenched my butt cheeks and I was like, okay, I got this. (laughs) No, it's a root chakra thing. Like it's it's all about creating security. And the more we tense our butt cheeks, the more we're trying to hold energy and like grasp onto security. Whereas if you soften your glutes, you allow security to come to you. So that's what I did. Um, And I had those conversations and at home, I have those conversations regularly with my husband around what is it that we, because he's, he's my partner in this, like, Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm growing a business, but I'm not doing it in a vacuum. I'm doing it with, as a mother of two very active boys with a husband I love dearly, who I want to spend time with because he is my best friend, who is also growing his own business at the same time. His just happens to be decades ahead of mine. <laughs> so uh, we have these same honest conversations. And I, I find myself using the words, I need over and over and over again. And not in an, in a quote needy sort of way, but in an explanatory way, like this is what I need. This is what I can give very black and white and doing so with heaps and heaps of compassion and love in my heart so that we have those same conversations at home. So I'm able to create the opportunity and at the same time, allow him to see the value that creating this business has in my life. Um, And I think that, I don't think, I know, and I know in my heart that by doing all of this, by creating this opportunity for me in my day job, by creating a business that will ultimately someday shift the scales and it won't be full-time, you know, work for the system. It'll be, you know, it'll shift the scales. It'll be more time my business, maybe hundred percent, maybe not, but I'm not forcing it to be anything. 
right now. I'm allowing it to be fulfilling and joyful. Um, but I think that there's a lesson in there for my boys. I know that there's a lesson in there 100%. for them to see what it's like to understand my responsibility as a parent mm-hmm. and provide for them like I want to, not like I need to, like I want to, because mm-hmm. there's a difference. And at the same time, do something for myself mm-hmm. so that they have to be a little bit more self-sufficient at times. And I think there's blessings in that. Yeah, 100%. Um, um, if you, you know, if another nurse said to you, Jessica, that's all well and good. How do I live? How, how do I, what, what, you know, how do I live my version of the good life? What advice could you, could you give to somebody who was like a couple of years back, maybe who was in, you know, it's early 2017 for them in their lives. Um, what advice would you give them? Reconnect with what it is you want, right? So one of my favorite books in this world is the book of longings and um, by Sue Monk Kidd. And she talks in this book, it's a fiction book, but it talks about how this woman had these longings to be more than society would allow her to be. And it really hit home for me. It was like, what am I, what do I long for? Do I allow myself to want something regardless of how outlandish or not feasible it seems? What is it that I want? I would advise them to start asking themselves that question and then seeing the evidence and seeing, seeing the evidence of what they want in their life. Like, where is it? One of the things I love to talk to women about is that, and I feel like I see this over and over again, again, just like unclench your guts, glutes, <laughs> is a previous version of you long to be exactly where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. How can you love her? And then find the evidence of what it is that she longed for, right? So if you're, if I'm working with somebody or if if there's somebody out there who's trying to figure out what it is that they want, start looking at what it is you've created already. Give yourself credit for it. And when you start to give yourself credit for it, you then start to allow yourself to actually have more wantings, more longings. You become really clear about the value you bring to this world and you start to see, okay, well, this is what I want. But getting clear on what it is that you want and allowing yourself to really see, oh, I've been, been a paralegal my entire life, or I've been a nurse my entire life, but I really want to own a coffee shop. Well, why? Okay, great. Awesome. What can, what's one thing you could do right now to figure out if that's really the path you want to go? Mm-hmm. Read a book on coffee. Oh, it's easy. It's like a simple little thing, right? But it's a tiny step. And it's a step in a direction. Doesn't mean that it's your final direction. Right. Or the right direction. Yeah. Or the right direction. Right. Or, well, in a conversation you and I've had before is like every decision I make is always the right decision. Yes. hundred percent. Right? So we're, we're technically never going down the wrong path. Mm-hmm. We're just following breadcrumbs. Absolutely. But understanding what it is you want and allowing yourself to just take one tiny step towards it. Doesn't mean quit your job and lease a space. <laughs> you know, maybe it does. Yeah, right. Maybe it does, right? Yeah. But maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's I want to take a pottery class. Mm-hmm. You know, you never know. You never know what it is. 
And I think too, just to echo a second portion of that, which is to ask, right? What do I want? And then to fucking listen. Right? Oh my God. Yes. Right? Like how many times? I mean, I was, I, I, I chuckle sometimes with the realities around, you know, I ask these questions like, why God, why God did why did this happen? Right. What is, what, what is in this for me? What's the lesson in here? What am I to do with this? And then I'm blown away sometimes by when the answer comes and I'm like, okay, Okay. all right. But there's a critical, uh, there's a critical step there, which is to listen, to ask and to listen and then to take, you know, and to take some action. Um, and I think that's one, one thing that we, you know, we get good at nurse as nurses of being curious and asking and asking a lot of questions in particular, and sometimes maybe not as good at, at listening for answers, um, especially when our brains go in a different direction. You know, they're on a trail of a different breadcrumb trail. Yeah. Um, well, and I think by training, our brains are meant are are very analytical, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They're very linear, and that's a good thing. Algorithm based as a nurse, it's a really great thing. Mm-hmm. And, right. But this path, when you're starting to figure out what, where you're really headed and like where you want to be headed in life, it's not linear. No, it is not linear. And so we have to, we have to allow ourselves to think differently around that, which is why you're right. You have to allow yourself to listen, but then trust it and be like, all right, I have no idea why I have no idea why this popped into my head, but right. I'm all in. I'm all in. This feels really good to me. All right. Great. Yeah. This excites me. Awesome. Um, I wonder, um, I think this is so helpful. I think you've shared just in terms of your, your journey and your path. And I guess it's going to be so supportive again to someone who's questioning, who's wondering. Um, and I love all of the pearls that you shared and, and the wisdom um, I wonder too, if people want to find you, how, what's the best way for them to find you? Sure. So there's two ways that you can find me. Um, first is you can follow me on Instagram. Um, I am at Jessica Zwick underscore RN and that's Z U I K, or you can find me at Jessica Um, I've got a link on there. I would love to chat with people. Just, you know, schedule it in. It's all right there, nice and easy. Um, but yeah, I would love to connect with just more women, especially if they've got questions about this path or want to understand how, even how energy plays into their life and what that means for them in living the good life. I mean, part of living the good life for me is feeling fabulous while I'm doing it, right? I need to feel really good in my body so that I can listen to those longings. Because if I'm overrun by the stress and the, the aches and the pains in my body, I can't really listen to what it is that I'm, that I'm needing to hear within my body. So um, yeah, I would love to connect with people, but those are the two ways, Instagram or my website. Okay. All right. Well, I will see you Saturday at Hear Me Roar. We're going to have a fun time. I know there's, it's going to be a nice, nice thing. Awesome. I think it's going to be fabulous. We're going to an event. Um, sponsored by several um, women entrepreneurs in Cleveland and um, called Hear Me Roar. I think it's a Breakforth studio. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to be lovely. So um, I will see you there. there. I don't know if you even want to carpool, but we'll chat. (laughs) Yeah, we'll chat. We'll chat for sure.
Um, and thank you so much for having me on and, and sharing yeah. me with your community. I yeah, I love it. No, thank you for your time today. I think this is wonderful. And again, I, there's undoubtedly, um, someone who's listening, who's, who will take some refuge and shelter and in this store, in your story, and then knowing that there's a path for them too, uh, and that it might not be linear and it might not be clean and it might not be traditional and it may be everything that is right for them. And so I just, I thank you for sharing it. I think it's very, very powerful. So, um, all right. Okay. I'll see you Saturday. I'll text you in the meantime. All right. I appreciate Bye. it. Bye. Take care.